0: You should have gotten one of these in your mailboxes, if you don't know what this is. Uh, for many of us, this is a Sunday where we go over the plans and the vision for our of our shepherds for this church for the next year. And that's what we're going to do this morning, it's my honor to do so. Uh, I think we need to begin by thanking Breck and James and Joe and Rick and Ricky and Terry for their for their wisdom, for their care and intention on leading us as sheep to striving to be closer to the Lord. And certainly today, if you get a chance, say thank you to Hope Jensen, because she is the one who helped print and fold and, and get these things into the boxes. Hope does so much that we just don't, don't say thank you enough. And so thank you to Hope for uh, taking care and helping us to be able to have this in our hands today. And I want to say thank you to Jesse for preaching last week. Listen, if you're B team, then we're doing all right. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> We're blessed, we're blessed with abundance of talents of men and women who serve the Lord in in rich ways. Proverbs 20 and verse five says, a plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. And that's what's so precious about what we have from our shepherds, what we're considering today and what has taken place over the past several years. In order to reach goals, in order to find progress and growth both collectively and individually, it requires a plan. It requires direction, knowing what we're doing and where we're heading. And it's one thing to have it in our mind generally of who it is I'm supposed to be and what it is I'm supposed to do. But when you have wisdom to draw that plan out and to help us to see practically, purposefully how to reach that goal, how to strive towards that plan, that's when growth takes place. For the past six years we have considered ooh, go back, we have considered <clears throat> several different goals which has led us in a lot of different directions. And one thing to appreciate is that each of the plans and the goals that our shepherds have laid before us have become tailored made as the people who know people. Uh, our six shepherds have known us so, so intimately, and the plans that they have focused on show that, that. they are trying to lead us in ways that they think best fits. And so six years ago, we started with growth, Excel Still More, and growing in, in our walk with Christ in all sorts of areas, and evangelism and prayer and thankfulness. And 18, we looked at becoming more like Jesus, and we focused on Jesus more that year than we had before, and bearing the fruit of the Spirit, In 19, we talked about building foundations. And that's probably a year we're not going to forget because while we were building this, we also had a bit of time when we were out of our building because of a little bit of a fire. But it was was really a learning year as we talked about the challenges of growing internally and building our lives and building collectively. 2020 is a year we're never going to forget because in the year when we talked about seeing life from God's perspective, it reminded us that our own vision is often very flawed. And that happened in 2020 because a lot happened that we never could have anticipated. And really, the past two years have been an outgrowth of what took place in 2020. Uh, 2021, we talked about moving forward, forward from where we've been, not being stuck in the attitudes and thinking, learning from what took place in 2020. And then this year, we've talked about healing. That all of us need to realize and look to and lean on the promises of healing that God offers to us. Uh, that there is healing, not just of the flesh, but of the mind and the soul that is given by our Savior. And that's, that's where we've been. And so again, I hope today you'll take a little bit of time, both in your prayers and in your words to our shepherds, and thanking them for leading us. You see where we've been. You see where they've taken us. And you see where they're trying to get us to be as people people who are growing collectively, but growing individually in us families closer and closer to Christ. Well, to introduce this year's theme, uh, Ron is going to lead us. We're going to sing our theme, and then we'll discuss it together. So I'm going to have Ron come up and lead us in the theme we'll have for our next year. Oh thou fount
1: of every blessing. Oh, me. oh thou fount of every blessing.
0: Something unique we're doing this year is that we're singing the theme. And the theme for 2023, our shepherds have chosen, it's an honor for me to walk through with you, is O Thou Fount of Every Blessing. The hope is that as we have this written in a theme, not only is it going to walk through a hymn that maybe we're less familiar with, an older one. In fact, maybe as we just sang it, there's some verses in there and some phrases that we're not so familiar with. So we're going to learn it better. But also, hopefully, as we learn this theme and sing this theme through the year it'll be ever more written on our hearts and we're going to carry it with us throughout this year the the song itself points us to the goodness of the lord psalm 107 verses 1 and 2 highlights the fact that god is good oh give thanks to the lord he says for he is good for a steadfast love endures forever god is good god is so good But what the psalm recognizes and what our song highlighted is that if there is anyone who ought to be able to declare the goodness of God, it's his people. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. That's the point of, of the song and the point of what we're trying to focus on this year is that God is good. God is abundantly good. And the people of God who have tasted that goodness and recognize that goodness ought to be able to not only continually see the goodness of God, but to declare it out in their lives. You don't need your book for right now. If you have it open, that's okay. Just close. I'm going to walk through it and I'm going to let you tear through this this afternoon and then not lose it by tonight because we're going to need it for this next year. Hang on to it because I'm going to go through it with us. It's one thing, and I think we've been there, we can all identify with this, it's easy to focus on the bad, on the bad news. The bad news gets the greatest airwave on time and on news and on social media, and when you focus on the bad, if you introspectively think about it, you tend to end up being bad. You end up thinking bad thoughts, you end up worrying more, you end up criticizing with your voice, it all becomes a product of what it is that we think, as we think so we are. So this theme, O Thou Fount of Every Blessing, written in 1758 by Robert Robinson, the beautiful words not just call us to consider the goodness of God, but when we consider the goodness of God, two things flow out of a response. I'm curious if you saw that from the song. One thing is when you think about how good God is in light of all that he has done, the natural response is we praise God. We praise him all the more. It's not that we take pride in it. Look at all the good that I have. Look how good my life is. Our natural response is to praise God. And that's what we want out of this life. Count our blessings to bless the giver, to to give thanks to the Lord. But the other thing that flows out of someone who recognizes the good things that God has given to us is all the more fervent devotion to him. And you heard that in that song, binding our heart to him. Fettering our soul to the Lord, it's almost as if we are tethered ever more to the Lord when we consider how good He is to us. It's a strong motivation to be, to be all the more diligent in our walk with Him. So the shepherds have laid this before us this year, that we this year, perhaps more than ever before, lift our minds out of all the fog, of the mess and the bad that certainly is around us, and that we consider the goodness of God. We count our blessings. We number the graces of God in our lives, and out of which we become an ever more praiseful people, but out of which we become an all more devoted people. Isn't that how it begins? We are people who constantly are singing and giving the thanks of the Lord where it begins. So, on our four Sundays this year, Ricky and I are going to continue to do what we have done this past year, and that is we're going to walk through the theme every fourth Sunday. This year, it's walking through the hymn. We will sing the hymn. So song leaders, just a note ahead of time, we're going to be singing the hymn every fourth Sunday, and then we're going to be studying this hymn together. The first part of this points us to the goodness of God, the fount of every blessing, the streams of mercy calling for praise, teaching me to adore thee, uh, proving the goodness of God, And pointing us to the hope of endless glory. And so in one sense, as we begin the year, we're looking at the endless streams of God's goodness. The responsibility of God's people to recognize those praises and to be a witness of God's goodness. And then to know the reason why. Where all of this goodness and all of these blessings are pointing us to and motivating us towards. And that is the endless hope of glory being with our God. In May, we begin with that strange phrase. If you're waiting for it, you got to wait till May. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Some of you already got it in your mind where that is in the Bible. but we're going to make that clear in our mind, and it's a powerful thought. What's well, written out of from Scripture. Here I raise my Ebenezer, and it ties us back to remembering, setting memorials in our lives to remind us of the goodness of God, and the hope in verse June, and in, in the, in the month of June, that He continually is pointing us towards those memorials that can remind us. That here is just a temporal place and we're heading home. July and August are going to be rich months because in July and August they point to the goodness from Jesus. That while we were sheep who were wandering, he sought us and he rescued us from danger by interposing his precious blood. This rich language there, we're going to consider what it meant for Jesus to be that intermediate rescuer, deliverer from us who were facing such a terrible fate. And then we're going to end our year talking about how the grace of God and the goodness of God demands for us to be a steadfast people, a faithful people, how the grace demands for us to be constrained to the Lord, how his goodness binds our heart to him. And then our final month, here's my heart, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. That's really what the year is pointing for, but we're going to end the year so triumphantly singing that and living that of a people evermore giving our lives to him. And so I know it's certainly the, the hope of the shepherds I'm reflecting it for. That this is the hope that this is going to be a good year for us, a year where we just think about great things, good things. God has been so good to us. Let's not neglect that. Let's not forget that. And let's allow the goodness of God to motivate us, to motivate us all the more to be the people God has called us to be. Now, page 7 in your books is a really important page. Again, I say this every year. I really mean it. Rip this out of your book and put it on your fridge. You can get as many books as you want. It does not matter. As soon as you get home, rip this out of your book and put this on your fridge. Get out your phones and take a picture of it. Get out your calendars or your Google calendars and put this in. Because without a doubt, there's sometimes every point of the year, Ricky and I get a call and say, you know, when, when is that, that VBS we're having this year? I, I know we have a gospel meeting. Page seven is everything you need to know about what's happening this year. Can I say it again? And page seven of our books... Everything we need to know about what's happening this year is found there. Now, here's what I want you to appreciate. It's a full page. Our shepherds have laid before us a banquet of opportunities for us to be fed this year. That's what you see in page 7. It may not be that you can attend everything this year, although it is to hope that we will take advantage of every opportunity. But what I want you to see before you is every opportunity the shepherds have given for us to be together and to be in the Word and to grow. So I'm walk through a little bit of this, and I'll explain a few of these in greater detail for some. We have some new members with us, and so some of this may be unfamiliar. I'll walk through some of it with it uh, to make sure we're clear as to what some of these events will be. Last weekend is going to be January 13 to 15 with Sean Jeffries. Our February special this year will be leadership lessons from the book of Nehemiah. And that will make all the more sense as to why we're looking at leadership and Nehemiah when we get to the first of the year in January. Ricky will lay that out for us uh, very clearly. We're having another teacher training workshop on February the 5th. Our spring gospel meeting is going to be April 2 the 5th with this strange guy named Roger Shouse from somewhere in Indiana. (laughs) I'm glad he's coming back. We're going to have dad in in April 2 the 5th. Our summer gospel meeting will be June 16 to 18 with Ryan Boyer. Preacher camp is going to come back June the 26th through the 30th, and we're going to have a teacher camp. I'll explain in a moment, the same week, June 26th through the 30th. BBS is July 24th through the 28th. Our annual singing will be Friday, August the 11th. Legacy weekend will be in August this year from the 25th to the 27th. Our men's weekend will be September 15th to 16th. And our fall gospel meeting will be October 1 to 4 with Paul White. And then we'll have our eldership workshop again this year, Lord willing, on October the 26th through the 28th. A few things just explain what you see on the calendar, what some of these events are. Our BLAST weekend is what we've had for seven years now. BLAST stands for building lives around spiritual truth. It's a weekend uh, weekend designed for our young people, primarily our fourth grade through our high schoolers, and we try to get them in the Word of God together in a short but concise and power-packed weekend when we spend time together learning and growing. This year's theme is Tell Me the Story of Jesus. We're going to be walking through the story of Jesus this year. We've invited Sean Jeffries. Sean comes from Phoenix, Arizona. Sean's going to do a wonderful job. I've had a lot of conversations with Sean up to this point. He's very excited about being with us this, this upcoming next month. Here's what the weekend's going to look like, just to give some of you a, a layout as to what to expect with the blast weekend. We start on Friday night at 7 p.m. with Sean preaching on the story most precious. On Saturday, we begin at 1 p.m., tell how the angels welcomed his birth. We're starting that story, right, with Jesus' birth. And then we break out into our breakout classes. Upstairs, we have the kids, and the kids are going to be studying, again, walking through a story, how for our sins he was tempted, tell of the years of his labor, and how he was despised, afflicted, homeless, rejected, and poor. But downstairs, we have classes taught by our shepherds on the same things for parents. And so, if you're a parent or a grandparent, if you want to come and just have a rich weekend in the Bible, these classes are going to be taught the same lessons by our shepherds to our adults downstairs. We end our Saturday with a singing that our young people have already arranged. It's going to be an excellent singing, well thought out, good scriptures and prayers and songs sung, walking through the story of Jesus. And then Sunday we end with the cross where they nailed him and how he liveth again. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, January 13, 14, and 15. While it is designed for our young people, Friday... Saturday with the breakout classes and Sunday certainly is designed for everyone to be here. We say it every year. I just want to stamp that there, that even though you may not be from fourth grade to high school, you can come and be blessed and be a great encouragement to those who are in the fourth to high school years. And so I want you to consider that weekend that will be here shortly. Our legacy weekend is designed for our older saints. That is the lessons that are that are tailored, that are planned, are more designed for those on the other end of life, those who are nearing the end of the older ages of their life. And we've done this now. This is our our third time to have our legacy weekend. This is going to be August the 25th through the 27th. This year, we have invited Leon Goff and John Kilgore to be our speakers this year. Again, you may not be in your, I don't even know the ages. Don't be offended if I say it, 70 plus in our legacy age range. But you can come and be a a great blessing. In fact, for those of you who are here this year, a lot that our preachers had to say on apply to all of us. Max Dawson's lessons really apply to everyone at every season of life. And so make sure you come and be prepared for a great weekend in the Word. That's August 25 to 27. February 5th is going to be our teacher workshop. This is our second year in a row to do this. And the design this year out of our teacher workshop is really to try and reach everyone to help us all be on the same page And to all be a part of the excellent work we have here in our teaching program, I'm going to say one of the things that Campbell Road has best and does best is our Bible classes. It's one of the things that we we take great pride in. It's not any bit of arrogance. It's just a great deal of thankfulness to God because we have great teachers, great classes, and great growth comes from them. And so this year, here's some of the things we're going to be considering. I'm a new teacher. Where do I start? Maybe I've never taught before. How could I get started in teaching? I, I want to see how I could take my first step into that opportunity. Uh, I have teaching experience, but I'm new to Campbell Road. We've got some who are new here, and maybe you've taught in other congregations. What do I need to know about teaching here? What's unique about teaching at Campbell Road? What are some things that could help me kind of get integrated to the way that you all handle your classes here? Or I'm a Campbell Road veteran. How can I mentor younger teachers? And we have a lot of you. We have some pros among us, and you don't need to hang on to that. There's a lot that you can teach and help mentor those who are coming along, and we'll talk about that, how we can help that uh, process to continue. I'm available, or I'm not available to teach currently. How can I contribute? I think that may be a lot of us. I can't teach right now. It's not a good season, but I still want to help. Is there something I can do, even though I can't commit to a full quarter, that would be a blessing to our teachers? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. There's a lot you can do, and we'd love to have you. We'd love your help. And so if you'd like to come and see how you can be a blessing, make sure you come to the weekend. And then I'm an experienced children's teacher. How do I transition to teaching adults? Good luck. No, it's, 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 there's a, it's a good question. It's a good question. And it's a, it's an important question. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in tradition. So that's going to be February the 5th from 2.30 to 4.30. You can see immensely practical. If you want to take part in this, there's something everyone can do. So make sure you're there. You'll, you'll be blessed by doing so. We're going to have our preacher camp again, June 26th to the 30th. Preacher camp is a, is a week Ricky and I designed this, this year. And I'll, I'll say for Ricky and I, it was great. It was a great week. We had 16 young men and they learned for an entire week about the work of preaching. And it was intense. We went from early in the morning until until about early in the afternoon. And they learned how to write a sermon and deliver a sermon and how to work a text. And if you were here, you heard them give their sermons. And it was incredible. In fact, I got a lot of sermons out of it. There were some of them. When they were in my office, I said, slow down and say that again. I want to write that for my own notes. It was really good. And so we're going to do that again. We're going to have preacher camp On June the 26th to the 30th, it's for 7th to 12th grade young men, and it's the same kind of principle. Learning how to work a text, understand the text, break down a text, learn how to make a lesson and deliver that lesson. It doesn't mean they're going to go out and become full-time preachers, but they're going to learn about the work. All of that is very practical for our young men. It's going to be very helpful for them. What we're starting this year in conjunction with that is a teacher camp. This is going to be for our 7th to 12th grade young women, and it's going to be very similar, but it's designed for Bible class. Maybe they've never taught a Bible class before, and so this is going to be designed to teach them how to build a lesson, how to utilize their resources, learning how to teach that lesson. And just like our young men have an opportunity to preach the lesson that they have developed, our young ladies are going to have an opportunity to present the the lesson that they have developed Uh, in some fashion or form, and we're working on that now. But that's going to be June 26th to 30th for our young men and our young women learning the work of preaching and learning how to be effective Bible class teachers. Now, we have started something this year. It was brand new to this year, and a lot of this, I would say 99.9% of this has been the work of one man who has done such great work in organizing, developing, and helping us to run fluidly with our new group organization. That's Ron Ritchie. We have this new group structure that has been in place, and I would like for Ron to get up and to share what has been, what has taken place, and what to anticipate with our groups going forward this next year.
1: Well, I get to talk about the groups. You have it written down in your books. What else do you need to know? Okay, no. The groups um, The groups were designed because we had an old system called outreach that we had done for a number of years. And it was obviously becoming old and tedious. So we had to rearrange things some way, in some way that would engage us all in a more functionally based orientation. So each of these groups that you see are based upon the things that each of us are individually responsible to God. So if you think of them, there's the encouragement group. The charge for that group is to encourage saints in this congregation who need help in some way. It may be just because they're having a downtime, it may be because of a loss of a family member, it may be challenges in, in, with work or economics. Whatever the circumstance is, that group is to encourage our existing members. The next one is evangelism. That group, their job is to primarily focus on the number of visitors that we get Every single week who are here locally, who are looking for, searching for God. And they have chosen to walk into our doors to come see us. I'll tell you what, if you've never done that before and you do it, that takes a lot of courage to walk into a building you've never seen, to talk to people you've never met and say, I want to worship with you. So that evangelism group is to contact those individuals, talk with them, find out what they need, and study with them to help them see and understand and know the gospel. The service group, that's the group that when someone needs some help at home, when they need a ride here, when they need someone to sit with them at a hospital, this is the group that is going to provide those services to the members of our congregation. The next group is enfolding. That is a group that, the de- design is to enfold new members. We've had lots of new members. What's, what's the percentage, Rick? Almost yes, almost 11%. If you, make that, if you take that percentage, that's one in every eight people. Is that not correct? Is that my math correct? One in every eight people in our congregation. One out of every eight. We have 391 Christians in this congregation. One out of every eight is a member who wasn't here two years ago. And that means there's a lot of enfolding to do. You need to find your place. They need to find who they are. They need to make associations with others. And that group is to help those individuals do that. The song worship group. We're going to be, we're going to be singing our theme this year. Matter of fact, from a couple of them that I saw, we're going to be singing our theme in those too. Because I could, I, when you were talking about those titles, I go, that's a song I know. That's a song I know. That's a song I know. So the song worship group, that group is specifically designed to help increase and improve our song worship. I'll tell you guys, if you've never gone to other congregations, how many of you have visited a congregation other than this one uh, in the last six months? Gone out and visited someplace. Tell me, was their singing as good as ours? Now, I'm not trying to be prideful, but I'm just telling you, guys, we sing well. And it's not just because we like to sing. It's because in singing well, what are we doing? We're glorifying God through our hearts. We're pouring out our soul's adoration to him. That group is designed to help us do that, to include new songs, learn new songs, and help us include those into our worship. And then uh, the deeper study group. You know, a lot of times we get a chance to study here at the congregation. What do you do? We're here 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And that's the time we spend studying. You don't really get a chance to get real deep in some subjects. The deeper study group is to grab a subject, spend six months on that one subject, and really work it through to get deeper, better understanding. And lastly, the prayer group. That group is designed to pray for those who need it, but more than that, to, to, to study about prayer, the work of prayer, how prayer is done. Even Jesus' disciples came to him and said, Jesus... John teaches his, taught his disciples how to pray. Please teach us how to pray. And so that's what this group is designed to do. Now, if you think of all seven of those, which one of those is not our own individual responsibility to complete before God? Not one. They are all our individual responsibility. So these groups are designed to focus your particular desire, what you want to do, into a group with other people who want to do the same to help us all work together to accomplish these wonderful tasks, which God expects us to do anyhow. Now, after I said all of that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or 92 years old. Everybody is responsible. If you're a Christian, you're responsible to God. And all are necessary, all are needed to accomplish these tasks. These can't be done a deeper study can't go, well, I guess it could be done by one person. Be Because, well, we should do that. But in order to get deeper study, I usually need somebody else to help guide me. And it's always better when you team up with others to accomplish something you're passionate about. Now, I've said all of that. There's one other factor. There are two primary purposes for each group. The primary area of function, like enfolding or encouragement or evangelism. The second is to meet together to develop personal relationships. To meet together. And so the challenge is for each group to meet once a month. Once a month. And believe me, that's a challenge. Don't you think so? It is a challenge. But that's the goal, is to meet once a month. And during that time, you sit down, you talk together. I'll tell you what, I've learned more about seven people that I didn't know before, because in my group, we sit down and we talk. It might be at Panera Bread, it might be here at the building, it doesn't matter. We sit down and talk about stuff and learn things about one another I had not known, and if I hadn't met with them, I never would have. And so that's the purpose for the groups, to focus work in a particular area, but also to meet together to get to know one another. A link was sent to you a week ago about joining a group. At this point in time, we have 139 that have joined a group. Remember the number I said before? 391. Work out the statistics. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send another link to you all by email. If you don't get one, if Monday morning you look at your, you look at your email and you don't have one, you send me an email or you call me on the phone, or you send me a text, but you contact me and tell me you didn't get one. And I will make sure that I can I can print it out on paper and walk it over and give it to you. Okay? So everybody sign up. Look at those seven groups. Choose where you want to focus your energies personally as a Christian
0: in service to God, and join that group. Thank you, Ron. Brother, can, cannot stress that enough. Uh, please, please, please sign up for those groups. It's going to be great work. We need it. We need to be busy and good work. Every one of us has something to contribute, and we're not going to get to know each other better if we don't spend time together. Please, please, please sign up for those groups. One other thing for us in, in these books, just for us to see, is our Bible classes, what we have planned for this next year. Our ages two and three go through a curriculum called Shaping Hearts, where they spend two quarters in the life of Christ, and then the final two quarters in the books of Genesis and Exodus and then our age four through high school, or at least our 10th graders go through our continued curriculum that goes through the Bible. This year, they are going through Exodus, the Wilderness, Wanderings, Judges and Kings, and our Kings and Prophets. Our capstone courses will complete uh, its cycle this spring with choices. Right now, they're going through Jesus. They will complete in May with life choices, and then they'll cycle back with authority and a how to study the Bible in the end of the year. And for our adult classes, we have this quarter going through February, Jesus, the sovereignty of God, and building Christian relationships. In our spring, we have choices, the church at Corinth and Grace. In June to August, we have Jeremiah, Revelation, and singing with understanding. And then in September to November, we have the life of Moses, the gospel of John, and the apostles. It's kind of like you're at a uh, at a college, and you're sitting down with your uh, advisor, you get to choose which classes you're going to take and what you're gonna learn this year, and so sit down and plan and think about what are the things that you'd like to be challenged with and continue to grow this year. And the last thing I'll point out, I'm not gonna have it on the screen, For all of our men who lead publicly, in the back we have the Lord's Supper Reflections. I wanted to say this year uh, we pushed the limits on that. We challenged ourselves. The, The Lord's Supper Reflections came out of the phrases of Isaiah 53 and found those phrases other places in Scripture, and you all did excellent jobs. It was amazing that the amount of depth and thoughtfulness you took and, and added to that one text because of all the ways that you prepared yourselves. This next year, we're going to walk through the events of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection nearly in sequence, trying to follow along with what took place on on that last week. This is not a typical sermon. I appreciate you all and your patience in letting me go through this. Uh, I, in one sense, I just wanted to craft it before you and share it before you and to say it with as much encouragement as I can, I really believe it's going to be a great year. Uh, I really believe what's before us and what the shepherds have laid out for us is going to be a great year. Uh, I think the theme and the direction that we have is going to lend itself for us to continue to grow and to strengthen not only together but in our own walks with the Lord. That being said, I want to end with just a thought for you, just a thought for, for where we are and where we're headed, and then we're, we'll maybe be dismissed to our classes I saw this news article about a man named Michael Deering who lived in a rural part of Minnesota. And Michael took a picture every single day. And he printed it out on a four by six copy and he called it the picture of the day. And sometimes it was just average things, things around his house, things that he saw wherever he traveled. And sometimes it was big things, like the birth of his son, or he had his actual surgeon take a picture of him while he underwent heart surgery. Uh, he had a picture of his father's casket during the funeral. He started this 26 years ago and had accumulated over 9,000 photos. Now here's what he said: "If you want to know where you're going, look back. I look at my pictures as breadcrumbs on the trail of life. Everyone should take inventory of their life." Isn't that neat? And in some ways, we have this built in. If you have Facebook, then you have those kind of memory makers. If you've seen those before, which will say on this day, at this year, at this point, and, and it reminds us of things that maybe we have forgotten. Or if you have the smartphones, it kind of reminds you your memories on this day, at this time, you were here, and here's where you were. But let's think about what he said there. If you want to know where you're going, then look back. You know, the wise man Solomon said, give careful thought to the path for your feet And be steadfast in all your ways. Think about it for me, brethren. Think about it with me. If we were to take a look at the photos of last year, not just the highlights, not just the glamour shots, but we were to take a look at each day and every photo and take a look at all of them from 2022, where are we going? Have I been walking closer to Jesus? Have I been making the right choices? Have I been busy in his work? Have I been the father, the mother, the husband, the wife God has called me to be? It's not about perfection, but it is about progress that we're growing. Imagine, imagine if we took a little time and thought back on this year. Can I really say from the events of this year as a whole, that I myself am making progress in my steps towards heaven? Or could it be that as I look back over the events of this year, there's been some things that have changed and not for the good. I've broken some of the good habits. Less time in his word, less time in prayer, more worry, more negative thoughts came into my mind. The changing of years is an excellent time for a change, of course, or change of direction. It could be if we look back, we realize this last year has been really good and I need to continue on with the things that have been built and just remain steadfast in them and keep on pressing forward. Or it could be as I look back and I reflect over the year that was that I did not handle the year and the time that God gave me the way I should have. In fact, if anything, I took steps backwards away from that goal and I need to make a change for this new year. If you want to know where you're going, look where you've been. Consider your path. Will you believe it with me? I really believe, brethren. 2023 can be our greatest year spiritually than we've ever had before. We can be more devoted to God. More fervent in his word. We can draw closer to one another. Be more active in his work individually we can live lives and become more like jesus than ever before but that's going to depend on us and the path we take i believe it rather we can make this a great year let's look back consider what changes we need to make and let's set a good path forward for where the lord will bring us into this next year thank you for listening so well we're going to have a prayer a verse of a song and be dismissed for our classes let's be standing for that prayer please
1: Thank you for connecting with us this morning. We're so thankful that you were able to do that. If you have questions, we'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you. You can contact us at www.thebibleway.com or questions at thebibleway.com. Questions at thebibleway.com. We'd love to have you in person. Come if you can, but thank you for connecting with us.